Welcome everyone, this is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Time, so glad to be with you today. Today I have a special guest with me, a fellow author, Biff Price, and uh, I know you're going to enjoy this interview, a uh, very talented man with a brand new series coming out this summer. So Biff, it's great to have you here. Russ, it's good to be here. I'm really glad to be here, and uh, I'm glad we got to know each other. I should tell everybody I've had the pleasure of reading a lot of your books and enjoyed them immensely. A mutual friend invited us to meet each other, and it's been fun so far, and I'll tell you, it's uh, it's great to be here. Well, we have a lot to talk about with Biff today. Um, Biff is a man of many talents and has had a glorious history of uh, everything from music to writing and on and on and on. So, uh, so Biff, you know, give us a little uh, background. Uh, I understand, you know, you really got going into the music business when you were younger. Well, I'm going to give you the 50-cent tour today. I'll keep it real brief. <laughs> uh, both of us played music. The The difference between us is you performed it, and I played it on the radio because I was a disc jockey, played rock and roll, and did all of that stuff. Uh, I, I went on and I did other things. I, I worked in construction. I manhandled drums of antifreeze and oil in my lifetime. I know what it is to work really hard physically and mentally. Uh, wrote a newsletter for about 10 years, wrote magazines for four years, wrote a newspaper column for a couple of years, uh, taught uh, college students writing skills at a university, and I couldn't name all the other things I did because you think I'm about 115 years old, and I'm not, <laughs> but I've had a lot of fun. You have written so many uh, amazing books. I've had the privilege of uh, working with you on several of them as far as getting them out there and promoting them, and uh, uh, it's been a real pleasure. Biff, you've had so many experiences, uh, especially, and I think of uh, radio and all you did there with uh, writing ads and editing ads and managing stations. So what was the bridge? What inspired you uh, in your mind to say, you know, now it's time I need to write a novel? Well, I wrote and produced commercials in Philadelphia for 12 years at uh, WMGK and WPEN, the greater media operation there. And when I left there and I left uh, broadcasting behind, I went into uh, various businesses, went into the chemical business and the automotive field, uh, later got into uh, the newsletter business and what have you. But basically, when I wrote my first book, uh, it was called Child of Emptiness, and I started writing it in 2004. And it's a monster of a, a novel. It's due to come out uh, probably in the next year or two, and my publisher has that. My publisher has about 12 of my books right now. Uh, two of them are in the world, and a third one's about to hit the world. The first book that came out was called The uh, Revolutionist in hardback, and it's available in ebook as well. And it's a sequel and it's a trilogy, uh, came out this year. It's called The Reconstructionist. And uh, The Revisionist, which is the third book in the trilogy, should come out next year in 2020. It's a thriller kind of a format and politics and a bunch of other stuff. The one book that's out now is about the southern border and the wall and illegal immigration and so forth. Wow, so this is a real timely book. And this is out now, right, Biff? They can buy The Revolutionist, which is the first book, and I recommend that primarily because it introduces the characters. I call that trilogy the Stonebreaker trilogy, and the the, uh, the hero in the, in the book at the beginning is a man named Michael Stonebreaker. 
and he is uh, at the Pentagon. He works in Army Intelligence. He is an officer in the military, and he's approached by the secret group to, uh, to become the president of the United States. And then it moves forward from there. Another character in the book is called The Man Who Loved the Gulf, and he's very mysterious. And we meet him, and we meet his adopted sons and so forth, and he's kind of off the grid. In fact, we don't know what his name is, and we don't know what his name is in book one. We don't know what his name is in book two. In fact, we will not know his name in book three, and that was a little fun I had when I did that, The Man Who Loved the Gulf. Now, he has a cousin who's very mysterious, and we don't know his name either. So I kept these three guys nameless for, or two guys rather, nameless for all three books for a reason. And people will just have to read the book. Now, the second book, The Reconstructionist, which is available right now, carries these people over. And they're again in the third book. And we, we read a lot more about them. The, uh, they develop love interest in their life, and uh, some women become involved in their relationships and so forth, and they become more and more interesting. And the thing is, it's uh, they're fast-paced, they're, they're thrillers, and uh, I could say that the solutions that are offered in the books are somewhat plausible, but I'll let the readers make up their mind on that. I'm not going to tell people what to think about the books. That's up to the people who read them. So that's where we are with that. That's a good policy. I think uh, the whole theme of the borders and everything that's going on today uh, with this whole uh, fiasco in Mexico and uh, the border patrols and building a wall. And, uh, you know, it's a very controversial subject. And uh, you tackle it. And uh, it's really, uh, I think, people, you have to read this book because I think uh, it's amazing uh, what Biff's come up with and uh, even comes up with a solution. You can get this. This is Seven Horns Publishing Publishing published this book and it's uh available right now like i said at amazon 2.99 you can't go wrong with that no you can't and you should get right on there and order it and you won't be disappointed that's the revolutionist that's book one so biff i have a question for you mr price so this stonebreaker trilogy we're talking about which begins with the revolutionist which we've been talking about is this the end of this, or is there something else? Well, The Revisionist is coming out next year, and then we really get to know uh, the man who loved the golf and his cousin far better, because they're in... Uh, my villains, as a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine said to me, he said, man, your villains are really evil, aren't they? <laughs> they're the best kind. They're kind of like Ruscalzo villains. <laughs> they're about the most evil you can get. And Ruscalzo uh, villains are, are incredible because, as I said, I've read your books, and uh, that's a whole different subject. But when you come to spiritual, spiritual warfare, uh, well, I, I would direct you to read everything that Russ has written because he's an expert on that area. And uh, if, if a person can be expert on demons and things like that, <laughs> I'd rather you be that than me. But uh, anyway, to get back to this, these books are plausible. The Reconstructionist offers a solution to uh, the problem between us and Mexico, a permanent solution. Uh, and I won't tell you what it is because you won't want to read the book then. You have to read the book to find out, and I recommend that you do. And it's something maybe all of the folks in Washington ought to read, but we can't tell them what to do anyway, can we? No, I don't think they listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, one would hope that they would listen to the, those of us out here in flyover country, as we're sometimes referred to. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, that's that. I can tell you this, and uh, the good Lord willing, I am working on a fourth Stonebreaker book. Oh wow! And in that book, I begin with the very history of the man who loved the golf and his cousin, and we learn about who they really are and where they came from and how they developed. That's awesome. Well, I understand too. I mean, um, you also have, I guess, coming out real soon is a, a bunch of short stories. Is that right? It's an anthology. It's a collection of short stories. There's twelve in the in the book, and it's called "I, I Love." Jen Hecker with Seven Horns is one of the people that keeps me straight in terms of uh, designing things for me and what have you, and and she runs my blog. I should mention, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about me, you could go to biffpricebooks.blogspot.com. That's biffpricebooks.blogspot.com. Now, Jen manages that site for seven horns and she has all kinds of stuff up there you can see the covers of the books up there but she came up with the name for this collection of short stories called priceless words which obviously is a play on my last name and uh, there's all kinds of interesting stories in this book for example let's take this as as an idea what if the smartest man in the world was a deaf mute and nobody knew he was smart. And that's a story called The Game, and I recommend it to you. It's a lot of fun. That's a great story. I've read that one. (laughs) Or uh, The Trouble with Murphy. Now, we all who know Murphy is, Murphy's that character that can never do anything right, Murphy's Law, and so forth. Well, Murphy's trying to fix a lawnmower, and I won't tell you where or who his boss is, but you can figure that one out for yourself. That's a lot of fun. And there are a lot of other good stories in there, too, that that go from one uh, extreme to the other. There's one called The Chairman of the Board, and that's Board, B-O-R-E-D, about an extremely wealthy man who has, to be honest, quite a revelation in his life about his money and his position in the world, so much so that it's a life-changing event, and that's a great story. Another story in there is called The Sweet Ride, and it's about a boy whose uh, father's killed uh, over in Afghanistan, and uh, what happens after that in terms of something that's a revelation about life and God and eternity and everything else. It's a beautiful story, The Sweet Ride, and I'd recommend it to you. So this book is coming out uh, this summer, as far as I know. It'll be available, I think, in ebook and paperback. And I would recommend you read it because you'll get a little bit of flavor of my short-form writing. Well... I'll tell you, you got a lot of works out there, and uh, we're looking forward to reading every single one of them. And uh, like I say, you got to check out Biff on Amazon and uh, download his books. You will not be disappointed. And uh, so now we move on to the next phase. There's this new trilogy we're going to be talking about, and it's really exciting to me. being a, a prolific writer, you know, which you are. And, and you are too, sir. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe that's up for grabs. We'll see. But um, uh, I can't even – working on book six of my own series, and I, somewhere i got to climb that mountain to get that done. But um, children's series, which is 
always exciting to me because um, there's there's such a um, it's it's such a great audience, you know. Kids, you know, that we can put something into their lives, you know that that's good, you know. And instead of junk food, you know, which is which is fun occasionally, but uh, we need to have something that you know adds to the fiber of our being, you know, makes us uh, it kind of shapes us into who we're going to be. Um, and I find this series is uh, really intriguing and it's fascinating. And uh, so we're looking at seeing this series coming out this summer as well so you're gonna have a lot of activity out there so maybe you can give us a little bit about uh this next trilogy all right let me paint you a mental picture since we're working in sound here uh my oldest grandson is 10 years old and we're working in the yard one summer day he's helping me around a flower bed now i should say the backstory on this is that for my four grandchildren i wrote a short story for each of their birthdays that previous year and they would all come and visit us at our, our farm. We lived on a farm at that point. And they would stay in a room upstairs, and they would have a great time. And I would read their birthday story to them on or near their birthday when they were visiting. So he says to me, are you going to write a story for Delaney's birthday? Delaney is his younger sister. And the stories that I had written, I'd based on things like Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and stuff like that. So I said, well, I hadn't planned on it. He said, well, I really wish you'd write a story for us. We just love your stories. I said, okay. So I went to work and I wrote uh, 170 pages of a book. And then I made a mistake and I hadn't backed it up and I hadn't saved it. And I lost about half of that. And I was agonizing over it and agonizing over it for months because I had about 90 of the original pages left and I could not retrieve the others. And well, I was really devastating. distraught and devastated. And I learned the hard way, don't do that. And one day I got mad at me and I said, you know, I've got to finish that story. So I did. And it's called The Forest at the End of the World. And The Forest at the End of the World involves four children and they go up a tree in the yard and they go into another world and they meet wisdom the owl and they begin their adventure an adventure that lasts for over 300 pages and uh, it's a marvelous wonderful incredible story that spun out and got to the end and then they come back home and that book ended and i thought you know there's got to be another book And the other book is called The Ocean at the Edge of Forever, which is where the first story ended, at this great ocean. So in the second book, they travel over the ocean, and they visit all these incredible islands and have these fantastic experiences. And we got to the end of that. And there had to be a third book. So the third book is The Mountain of the King. And that is the end and the beginning of the story. And I'm being a little vague about why I say the end and the beginning, because when you get to the third book and you get to the end of the third book, you'll see why I call it the beginning as well. So I'm being a little bit mysterious about it, but these stories are for young people and people who are a little older that are still young in their minds. They're stories that can be read by uh, kids, there's stories that can be read by adults, two kids, or by themselves, because the truth and the scene and the beauty and, and the power of the books is for both young and old alike. 
I believe people will love them, and I believe people will be touched by them profoundly and deeply, and the message that's within them is one of great beauty and power and love, and that's what the end times is all about, I believe. This is true, and we're going to get more stories from Biff, and we're going to look more into um, what changed his life. You know, we all have a moment that somewhere along the line, uh, God comes in and confronts us about things, and our lives are changed. And so we're going to end this today, but we're going to move on. Next week, we want you to listen in for part two of this interview with Biff Price. And like I said before, go on Amazon today. It's uh, exciting and moving, and I think you'll be intrigued, to say the least. So this is Russ Galsall Chronicles of the End Times. So glad you were with us today. See you next time. Until then, keep looking up. The King is coming.